You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. This is episode 58. Now, in light of the fact that Easter is just around the corner and today is Good Friday, I thought it was really important to share a topic that's been coming up a lot inside the Well Women Community and Academy, emotional and binge eating. Now, if you've been living under a rock and already been isolating for a very long time, you will already be pretty good at staying at home and not eating your pantry empty. But if you're recently through COVID-19, been isolating at home, maybe now you're working at home instead of working in your office where you normally are, your eating habits may have changed and you may have noticed this. Now, let's throw into the mix. Easter's just around the corner. This could have you really, really worried. Now, if you've been seeing the memes floating around online about trying to get your clothes back on when you go back to work and trying to squeeze into those jeans or that particular tights or whatever it is that you wear to work, um, it doesn't have to be like that. And I know a lot of people are really stressed about emotional and binge eating right now. Because if you're at home and you're not used to being at home all day and you're working from home, when you're procrastinating, what's the first thing you do? You just pop open the fridge or you pop to the pantry and you eat the first thing you see, pretty much. But when it comes to emotional and binge eating, there's actually a few really important key points about this. And after running a binge eating to central eating um, exercise and workshop over in our community and our Well Women Academy... I thought I would share a couple of those points here with you today because I don't want you to be stressed going through Easter thinking that you have to eat all of the Easter chocolate. And if you're a parent, you might even be like, hey, I just have to taste test some of these eggs before I give them to the kids. And before you know it, you've just eaten your way through $50 worth of chocolate. We don't want that, do we? So let me just start by giving a bit of a background history on emotional eating and binge eating. I feel it's really important to understand that emotional eating actually isn't always bad. You know, have you ever considered that with emotional eating, there is two sides to this? There's a positive and maybe a negative. Now, emotional eating does get a bit of a taboo name around the fact that, oh, you're an emotional eater. It must be terrible for you. You must be overeating and you're just eating your emotions. But most people believe this is the only way you can emotionally eat. But like I was saying, there's two sides. Now, think about Christmas time. By the way, I'm so glad that COVID-19 is not happening at Christmas time. Can you imagine all the people in the stores, like spending Christmas alone? Now, I've done that in the past and it's not fun. So I'm thankful it's only happening over Easter and not Christmas, particularly if I had to choose between the two. All right, back to emotional eating. (laughs) Can you tell I can always go off on a tangent? But when it comes to emotional eating, think of the Christmas period when you're eating with your friends and your family. Do you feel happy or do you feel sad? Do you feel liberated, lightened? Do you feel energetic? Do you feel excited? Or do you feel down, anxious, worried, upset? When it comes to emotional eating, it's just that, emotions. So it's important to understand where your emotions are at. And one of the sides of emotional eating that's so often forgotten about is the fact that emotional eating sometimes can be very beneficial. But 
when I'm talking about binge eating and emotional eating, I'm talking about the unbeneficial side to emotional eating. So let's clear the air and talk about the positive sides of emotional eating first. Emotional eating is sometimes on a positive light where you're feeling love and joy with positive emotion as you eat. So think of like sharing a meal with your family, sharing a meal with a partner, going out on a date, um, or even being around the, the family table or a work table, sharing lunch. So breaking bread and sharing food, so to speak. This can have quite a positive affirmation and effect on your digestive system, and it makes eating in those moments positive. So recently, my brother's birthday happened, and we went as a family. I'm the oldest of four kids, and we all went with our partners to a beautiful Italian restaurant. Now, I've been gluten-free for nearly 20 years, so when I think of Italian restaurant, I just think, great, I'm just going to get a side of green beans, and that's pretty much all I'm going to eat. But this particular restaurant mastered absolutely mastered gluten-free pizza bases. I have to say it was the best pizza I've ever eaten in my life. Now, if you live on the Gold Coast where I live, you'll know there used to be a place called Mandela. I'm going off on a tangent, but Mandela Organic Cafe and Restaurant, they used to make amazing gluten-free pizzas, vegan as well. Um, They were definitely the top notch, but now that they've closed and they're no longer running, (laughs) this new place definitely has the top notch above Mandela now. And I got one of their gluten-free pizzas. Now, it's been a long time since I've really enjoyed a pizza that tastes like a wheat-based pizza. But this particular pizza, the crust was so fluffy and doughy and it was just delicious. Of course, it had no dairy on it, but it was still a freaking delicious pizza. When I think about eating that pizza, emotionally eating, I could literally sit there and devour the whole thing. And then greedily sit there and feel over full and bloated. Or I could sit there and actually eat the pizza in love and passion. Rosie Rees, my friend, beautiful friend, calls this essential eating. And the essential eating exercise is something I've been doing for quite a number of years with the women that I work with, where you're essentially enjoying each of the senses as you eat your meal. And when that pizza slice first hit my mouth. I tell you what, I was already drooling. So I was definitely having digestive enzymes flood my mouth, but it was delicious. I sat there, I closed my eyes. I ate every piece. I don't know if you're salivating right now, but I am. And every mouthful just felt delicious. Now I didn't eat the whole pizza because it was quite a big pizza, but emotionally eating my way through that pizza is what I did on a positive light and a positive scale. Now, there's the negative, the not so healthy side of of emotional eating. And that's where you turn to food as a distraction or a procrastination tool to help you, one, cover up what it is that you don't want to feel. Sometimes this can also be fulfilling yourself in areas where you're not feeling fulfilled in your life. And this really disconnects your body and your mind from what you're doing in the moment of eating. Have you ever been through that process where you're eating a bag of chips and then all of a sudden your hands at the bottom of the bag and you're like looking for the next chip or the next piece of popcorn and you're like, shit, did I just eat that whole freaking bag on my own? You're looking around thinking, where are my friends? Did you guys help me eat this? But you're at home on your own and you just ate a whole bag of chips. I've been there too, guilty as charged. But today it's important to recognize that when that happens, you're not connected at all. Food is simply a distraction for you in that moment. Not always, but in that moment, definitely. So when it comes to 
food and your emotional connection with it, we really need to tap in like, well, how do I feel? And I've been getting, like I said earlier, a lot of messages and comments from people about being stuck at home and literally eating their way through their pantry and their fridge. I had one woman in our Well Women Academy and community message in the group and say, um, so I did the big stock up in panic mode with COVID-19 going on at the supermarket. I came home and I'm pretty sure I've nearly eaten all the food. And this comes down to, okay, well, what's leading those actions around the food? habits? What's leading you wanting to crave that food? What's leading you to want to overeat? What's leading you to not feel your body as you're eating? And all of this comes back to your emotions. And this is where emotional eating can get quite a bad name. However, like you now know, emotional eating has two sides. So whenever you hear someone say, oh, I've been emotional eating, I want you to stop them and say, well, tell us what were your emotions like? Were they positive emotions or were they emotions that literally weren't the best for you. I don't want to say negative, but emotions that weren't uplifting in a positive light. Now, not all like negative emotions are bad. All emotions are really important. They come up to be felt. And when we don't feel them fully, we end up burying them down. And that's we bury them in a bag of chips or we bury them in the cake (laughs) or we bury them by doing lots of other things that distract us from sitting in our emotion and how we feel. When you really start to feel your emotions fully, you'll notice that they don't last anywhere near as long as what they do or could when you don't acknowledge them in the first place. So when it comes to emotional eating, I want you to really start to recognize, how do I feel before I eat my meal? Shit, Easter's here. I'm about to enjoy some chocolate. Okay, what are my habits normally? My habits are normally the fact that I would overeat chocolate. I would hide the chocolate. I would sneak the chocolate from the pantry. Whatever it is that you might do around that habit with chocolate, I want you to explore, well, how do I feel when I'm going to do this? Don't judge yourself for doing it. Rather explore, well, what am I feeling when I do this? Am I feeling excited? Am I feeling guilty? Am I feeling shame? Am I feeling liberated? Am I feeling joy? Am I feeling love? Am I feeling passion? It's important to recognize how you feel first and foremost. And once you do that, you were then able to be like, hang on a second. Why am I doing this habit? Why am I about to enjoy this chocolate? Or am I about to use this chocolate as a tool or an abandoned mechanism to help me not feel what I'm feeling and to suppress those? Quite often you'll find the food that we most often negatively emotionally eat is food that we once ate when we were children and we got a lot of joy out of. I don't know about you, but one of the joyful foods for me, and oh my God, I love all my aunties. I have such a beautiful big family, but was fairy cupcakes, white wheat filled cupcakes with a little hole cut out, jam popped inside. The hole was cut in half, turned into wings with cream on top of the jam, whipped cream, fresh whipped cream. Oh my God, yum. (laughs) It's been so long since I've had whipped cream. And then you pop the the little wings back on, the fairy wings, and then you dust it with icing sugar. This hands down was one of my favorite treats as a kid. Come birthday party time, that's what I wanted. And when I think about eating that food, it just brought so much joy and happiness. I, If I close my eyes down right now, I can think about being surrounded by my family, me with all my cousins, playing outside. You know, just there being lots of laughter, funnily enough, no one being on their phones because phones didn't really exist back then. 
but just there being so much joy. So if I was able to eat those today, I might, when I'm craving joy or wanting to be fulfilled with joy, I might go and crave the food that once helped me feel joy or the food that I ate whilst I was in that emotional experience when I was younger. Is this making sense? Are you guys still following? (laughs) Okay, good. So when it comes to emotional eating, I want you to first and foremost start with these steps. So these are my pre-Easter emotional eating steps on how to stop the binge eat and stop the negative emotional eating. So for the first step, I want you to stop calling yourself an emotional eater. When you call yourself an emotional eater, you're actually identifying as one. You're labeling yourself. And this is one of the biggest no-nos in Ayurvedic health because you're telling yourself that it's part of your identity, like telling everyone your name is Sarah when your name's actually really Jane. Eventually, at some point, people are going to start to literally call you the wrong name. So it's important to not label yourself. I just want to make that a really standout point. It's the first and foremost step. The second step is I want you to acknowledge how you feel before you eat, particularly over this Easter long weekend and any meal for that matter. I want you to check in with yourself and ask yourself, how do I feel right now? It's a great question you can ask children if you have kids around you. You can ask your partner before you sit down to eat your meal at dinner, breakfast, lunch, whatever it is. How do you feel right now or how am I feeling right now? And fill in that gap, answer that question, check in with yourself and acknowledge how you feel. Often when you do this and you're like, wow, I've actually, I feel really good. I've had an amazing day. You take a moment to breathe first and foremost, and then you allow yourself to feel, which calms your nervous system to help with digestion. You're probably going to be salivating because the meal is going to be in front of you and you're going to be looking at the food thinking, I just want to hurry up and eat this food already. But taking this break actually gives your body some time to check in, to literally rebalance itself slightly and become stable before you start eating your meal. It's one thing religions do very, very well around the world is they pray before they eat. This is fantastic for your digestive system and the way in which you digest and assimilate your food. So you can do this by simply just checking in with how you feel. You don't have to pray if you don't want to, but just checking in, how do I feel right now? Become present with your body and know how you feel. And you'll be surprised. Sometimes the eating habits that follow that will be in reflection of how you feel. An example of this is when you feel quite anxious. Now, in the world right now, there's a lot of people who feel quite anxious, overwhelmed. There's a lot of tension, scarcity, fear in the air, worry even. When we are anxious, And we start breathing shorter. We start having more challenges sleeping. Our menstrual cycles might become a little bit longer or all of a sudden we bleed earlier. When this happens, we generally eat too fast. We generally scoff our food down and then we don't realize that we've eaten so fast and we think we're still hungry, so we go back for seconds. But acknowledging how you feel can literally be the starting point at changing that up. Now, step number three, you might laugh at this, give up the diets. It's so common that emotional eating and binge eating on a negative side can go hand in hand with restricted food approaches. So when you have restricted eating, you are more likely to emotionally eat, eat or binge eat even more so on the foods that you've restricted. So stop dieting. 
right now over this Easter long weekend. I want you to stop dieting. I want you to acknowledge how you feel. I want you to check in with yourself. And I want you to know that it's okay to eat chocolate. As long as, as long as that chocolate serves your body in the sense of like me eating milk chocolate, that would not serve my body. But that doesn't mean I can't eat chocolate. So yes, you can eat the chocolate. But if you restrict yourself, when you go to eat it, you're probably going to overeat it. So don't restrict yourself. Stop restrictions. Allow your body to become connected and put yourself in control of what goes in your mouth. Put yourself in control of how you feel from food. You are in choice and in charge of what goes in your mouth. And when it comes to dieting, literally, you diet, you don't diet, you diet, you don't diet. And it's this constant yo-yo because dietings just don't work. Restricting yourself is not good. Now, if you're going to do that, you really need support in doing it. So let's just say undieting is the diet that we all need. <laughs> Literally, undieting is the diet that we all need. So stop dieting. Enjoy your food. Notice how you feel and really share those emotions with others rather than just holding on to them for yourselves. In this process, you're most likely notice that over time you'll start to see a pattern with how you feel before you eat you'll also start to notice what foods it is that you're potentially craving before you eat your food are you craving sweets all the time are you craving something after dinner all the time are you craving something for a pickup at three o'clock in the afternoon whatever it may be I want you to become the best observer of yourself it's something that I teach to all of my one-on-one coaching clients and in the academy is that you want to be your own best observer. You want to observe your habits, observe your feelings and your emotions without judgment because we're emotional beings. We're humans having an emotional experience in a physical form. So it's important to allow yourself to feel all things. Like when I feel really crappy, I allow myself to feel crappy. Be the pig that rolls around in the mud. Just don't hang out in the mud all day. So embrace how you feel. Don't judge yourself for it because as soon as you embrace it, you'll be able to let it go and move on with your day. If you do go to binge eat, please do these other little tips I have for you. Drink a full glass of water first. Move your body. Go outside. Move around the house. Put on some music. Dance. Change your state. Three, you obviously know, check in with your emotions. Four, ask yourself, are you really hungry? Or what are you craving to be fulfilled with right now? And then five, breathe. You're most likely short of breath, anxious, coming from a scarcity mentality and not fully connected with your body. By placing your hand on your heart and taking a few long deep breaths, you'll instantly connect with yourself. So connect, breathe and enjoy your body. All right, that's pretty much a wrap. From these little tips that I have for you around emotional eating and binge eating, I want to wish you all an amazing Easter together. Stay safe, stay connected and stay clean <laughs> with everything going on. Stay clean. I would love to hear from you around these tips around emotional and binge eating. Please come and share them with me on Instagram. And of course, if you have any other additional questions and want to learn more, come and join us in the Well Women Academy and the Well Women Community. We have lots happening there and it's never ending literally the well Woman academy is a weekly membership where together we study menstrual cycles holistic health and how to reconnect with your body 
Every month, our Well Women Access members-only self-paced educational content across a wide range of formats, including written, video, audio, and guided home study. Led by myself and other pioneering guest teachers, together we cover fields of ancestral health, Ayurveda, sexuality, sensuality, holistic health, and lots more. This is your chance to join an international supportive community of women to discover your cycle, your body, ignite your inner intuition, and illuminate your life. It's like no other in the world. Not to mention, it also now is cheaper than your daily coffee fix and includes yoga and Pilates. Learn more about it over at wealthsome.com and join us. That's W-E-L-L-S-O-M-E.com forward slash academy. All right, that's a wrap from today. Have a wonderful Easter. Lots of love to you all. And I'll be seeing you in our next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women Podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag Well Women Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body, and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.